Douglas Hofstetter's I Am A Strange Loop was released in 2008, right after I had finished my undergraduate degree in psychology and was pursuing graduate programs. If I had found the book at that time, I would have been insufferable. Fast forward a decade, and it's right on time. At first, I wasn't sure that I'd have a lot of notes from this book. It's densely loaded with analogies that serve to break down the complexity of the concepts it presents. The first handful of chapters are heavy on mathematical concepts, though you won't be doing any. To be honest, it took an exceedingly long amount of time to push myself through the early chapters, not unlike the first time I read Kurzweil's Age of Spiritual Machines. Maybe that should have been a quality indicator. Deeper into the book, it explores the symbolism of consciousness, and that's when I started to make connections from the text to other information I'd absorbed in the past. While this book came out 10 years ago, it is still fresh today. Biology, computers, computation, and their isometric relationship with consciousness are getting bridged together in front of our eyes all the time in the news. The following sentiments are the notes I took while reading through the book. They don't have any formal structure, but are more or less in order. Analogy has force in proportion to its precision and its visibility. Chapter 15, Entwinement, is a really fun read, surreal in its reframing of our social constructs that enable individuals to recognize and express themselves. Fans of Kurzweil's dialogues with Molly in Spiritual Machines might appreciate the structure of Chapter 20 both of which may be an homage to the chapter preludes Hofstetter wrote in Gödel Escher Bach 30 years earlier. You're a satellite to your brain. Hardware is to software as brains are to minds. Your mental software can run in different brains, but read-write access varies. What if synesthetic experiences are just our brain recognizing the harmonic relationship among the perceivable energy frequencies of different sensory perceptions? Context informs meaning, creating a procedure of computation from information. While some of the unique mental processes that spin up an individual's mind can happen on different hardware, the completeness of the replica creates variants of perspective as well, new information, and meanings. The symbols that create strange loops can create infinite interpretations and levels of complexity. Though I disagree on his point about a single musical note expressing no meaning or value, I do understand his point, so I'll attempt to play devil's advocate in the following sentiments. Is there no value in the beginning of Echoes by Pink Floyd, which replicates the sonic experience of a submarine's sonar, or the bluesy bend of a single note on guitar? How would you musically notate the pitch of a stadium full of vavuzelas? How would you apply that experience to its emotional meaning in music. As Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers says in Aeroplane, just one note could make me float, could make me float away. Just one note could cut my throat. One note could make me die. What even is a singular note? A mathematically consistent sine wave? Is a glissando a singular note? Morse code, in fact, relays meaning with binary information plus the use of signal duration. Both the letters E and T are transmitted by a single dot, short signal, or a dash longer signal respectively. Couldn't a note emitted powerfully enough within an ideal environment acoustically tuned to reverberate sympathetically, creating a feedback loop that perpetuated indefinitely be analogous to the very totality of space we inhabit? What is existence if not the universe finding a way to allow the waves of energy that constitute it to settle into equilibrium? We just have to chill and cruise on them. Spooky, like the theremin and good vibrations by the Beach Boys. 